of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich with Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Enjoy your lunch with our fun-filled McPherson Radio Sports Show every Thursday from 12.15 to 1. Nathan and Steve will dive into and take a few bites from all your favorite local... Off the left side, still on his feet, end zone, touchdown come! person the who? sophomore who is jayton gum oh he just made a name for himself right there college man goes in motion southwestern loads the box hill running to the near sideline and is in touchdown bulldogs the wild mish works again and they engineer a game go ahead touchdown drive and pro sports when two to kendry's morales a two-run lead for kansas city Sends a ball well hit in the left center field. And that one is gone! And the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. So grab your food, get your drink, turn up that radio, and enjoy your lunch with the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on McPherson's Radio, 96.7 FM KBBE, and online at midkansasradio.com. And now, here's Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Got me hot. And welcome into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage with Steve Sell on a warm Thursday afternoon in uh, Kansas in December. It's weird. It is. Uh, we're getting ready for the holiday season's coming up, and it, it feels like it's uh, almost springtime out right now, Steve. Well, it's Kansas, so give it 24 <laughs> hours, and tomorrow it's going to be rain with maybe a few snow flurries here yeah. and there. Only in Kansas can you go from 80 to 30 yeah. in a matter of 24 hours, I, but uh, it's been a great week weather-wise. Uh, it's too bad the football team wasn't still yeah. It'd be great weather. To pro- I know all my friends were playing golf this week. Uh, I have a bad shoulder. I couldn't join them. I was just chomping at the bit because, nor- you know, you don't get to play golf very much in December, and I would have played. But uh, I'm on the IR right now, and for <laughs> how long? I don't know. It might be a while, but when I can't play my golf, I'm kind of grumpy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I was telling my wife yesterday, I, I don't know if I should pull my shorts out or not. Either way, it is, like you said, December in Kansas. Thursday, and we are here with the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. And we got some uh, winter. It's, it's weird. We're transitioning from hot weather to winter sports again. Uh, McPherson I basketball finally got both teams on the court, able to play games uh, at the Roundhouse as well. Uh, took care of Newton on Tuesday, uh, 73-75-63 oh, sorry, uh, 75-63 in the boys' game and 59 to 20 in the girls game both really kind of girls really set the tone had a dominating performance boys had that dominating performance got up to as much as 21 but those pesky railers just seemed to not want to go taking off the wall shots almost like the golden state warriors at times from 30 feet away either way still a win for the bullpups yeah uh, i'll start with the boys game first it's it's kind of hard to get a real read uh when you play newton uh, they are very wild. They take a million threes. They don't really have much of an offense. Uh, they're very – I think they're kind of undisciplined. Mm-hmm. But they have enough talent, you know, just to make it kind of interesting. It seemed like every time the Bullpups were on the verge of blowing the Railers out, uh, Jackson Bacreen or Pets or somebody like that would hit a three. And, uh, again, they just didn't quite have the knockout punch. But you never really felt like – 
The Bullpups were in danger of losing that game. Uh, pretty good balance for McPherson that game. Eli Pyle and Adam Elliott, the bearded one, those two guys were on fire from three-point. Eli made five. Adam made four, 11-21 for the Bullpups. That's good to see because uh, I don't know how consistent their three-point shooting will be this year. Those two guys will be really good. After that, you just never know. You know, Seth Madrin doesn't take a lot of threes. Jaden Alexander can make threes. He just didn't take very many. And uh, Jaden Dukes likes to get most of his points on the slash to the basket. So uh, 11 threes. I can't imagine the Bullpups will have too many games this year where they'll have that. But uh, for the most part, uh, they were even pretty even on the boards. That's what they have to be this year. They're not going to out-rebound teams with their lack of size. Now, the girls' side, um, you know, McPherson-Newton's been a great rivalry for a long time. But uh, that is – by far, in my 42 years, uh, the worst Newton team that McPherson has played, 44-5 to at the half, uh, and it was kind of a choppy game. I thought the Bullpups in the first half were really good, ran their stuff, and like Coach Strathman said, you know, he had that 39-point halftime lead. We knew running clock was coming. Lost a little bit of focus. I mean, they only scored 15 points in the second half, and of course, in the basically you're playing one quarter Mm because the fourth quarter with running clock that I don't think the running clock really gets anything accomplished it's eight minutes unless somebody calls a timeout Uh, half the time there's fouls so there's Mm -hmm. I mean actual action in a running clock quarter is about three minutes so either run the clock or just call the game after three quarters do the point rule which I don't think they want to do you want to get you know you want to get those other kids on the floor so maybe go the last four minutes with running clock or something like that. But anyway, uh, McPherson girls, number two uh, in 4A, the boys number five. Uh, I'm still not sure the boys are quite the fifth best team in the state. I don't know. But the girls certainly uh, are worthy of that number two state ranking. Uh, The girls uh, go on the road Saturday to Andover. And this is a little bit better Andover team than we've seen in the past. McPherson's kind of had their way with Andover, but they've got a couple of freshmen, might be their two best players. The boys, of course, played Andover uh, last week, so it'll just be a girls-only game. We'll be on the air at 2.45 for a 3 o'clock tip. And then both McPherson teams will be at home on Tuesday uh, to play El Dorado. Limited fans will be allowed. Each uh, participant uh, is allowed two family members although they can't be brothers and sisters. So if you go to midkansasonline.com, the actual guidelines are there. Uh, Everyone needs to read those, follow those, do those, and don't break the rules. Yes. I mean, fans are lucky that they're even being allowed into the games. Let's make sure and follow the rules and not have any problems in that regard. Yeah, I know that uh, Keisha would be really quick to – take this away once problems start up i know topeka on the other hand is still not allowing fans in in their game so you know if it can be given it can be taken away so appreciate that uh, this is going on again that the fans can be in that game um i'm excited again to see this game to see this girls team this bullpup girl team in at andover because i was just kind of blown away you know you guys talked you talked to, to me about how this team was last year and how close they were to a state championship last year when i watched them this year and and that first game they were just dominating on every 
aspect of the game. Um, we didn't really talk much, but Peyton Howard started off that you talked about Grace Pyle, you talked about Laboratory, you talked about Beam, all these different girls, and then Peyton Howard shows up and dominates the first half of that game. Yeah, I think she scored as many points. She scored uh, 16 in the game. I'm not sure she scored 16 the entire season last year because she was basically on the floor for defense and rebounding, but uh, you know, the spotlight's on her to score a little bit. She did a great job of finding the open space, uh, Beam, Pyle, Labertu, Schmid, Malm, it didn't matter. They all made that pass into her. I think uh, she was seven of eight for the games and didn't take a shot outside of two feet. So uh, when she gets that open, she's able to finish. And uh, I thought she did a really good job. Really, uh, the entire team did a good job. One thing you haven't really seen yet uh, until the Bullpups really get into a, a real competitive game is how well this team shoots from three. This team can really light it up. They didn't take that many threes the other night, didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Grace knocked a couple. I think they only made three or four in the game, but didn't have to take that many because they were scoring so easily on the inside. Uh, basically, the whole second half of that game was a choppy game, though, and uh, it'll be good to see. Uh, Andover, I think, will be a, a tougher game, a much tougher game than Newton. El Dorado on Tuesday, I don't look for that game to uh, be very close. And then I can't even remember who the Bullpups have on Friday. They're home again, I believe, on Friday, uh, next Friday. I want to say Winfield. I could be wrong. but uh, Yeah, it's over in my office right now yeah, with the calendar yeah, in front but, of uh, me. Yeah, next week's a busy week because I think there's actually three games three game scheduled. The Kansas City trip is still on at this point. Uh, we've not been told anything otherwise. I know going into the season there was some question because so many Kansas City teams aren't starting till after Christmas. Yeah. So we'll see what happens as of now. Uh, we're planning on being in Kansas City a week from Saturday, unless we hear otherwise. Uh, that's up Avila University. Uh, the Bullpups have played up there uh, many times in the past. So anyway, McPherson High basketball underway. It was good to see both teams, though, playing on the same night, not this split thing like we had with Andover. Yeah, it was exciting. It was exciting for me to be at the Roundhouse for the first time. I'll say that. It was very awe-inspiring. I didn't, you know, expect that, but it was It was very nice. And, and uh, can't, uh, I feel lucky to be able to call those games there because it is a, a very nice place to call a game, nice place to play a game. And one thing I did want to say when it came to both these games, you did mention a little bit undisciplined when it came to Newton. It almost seemed like both those games – we, you, you kept saying it throughout, was helter-skelter, helter-skelter right. or chaotic. Um, so good on both McPherson boys and girls team to play through that um, because, like you said, especially on the boys game, girls game was, I don't want to say was because of any uh, play calling or anything like that. I think it was more they didn't have the athletes and they didn't right. have the players on the boys' they side. Have, they didn't have the skill set. Yeah. I mean, and that makes for kind of an uneven game, and especially in the boys' game. Newton plays so fast yes. and so out of control that uh, sometimes you get caught up in that and you don't get to run your stuff as much as you like. But uh, good for uh, Coach Kenneman to get that W under their belt. Uh, El Dorado will come here. El Dorado's not bad. Uh, they only lost to Wellington by five. Uh, the other night. So uh, El Dorado boys will be competitive. El Dorado girls, I'm guessing, won't be very competitive. But uh, McPherson girls should be off to a 3-0 and start, uh, you know, with Saturday and then Tuesday. Yeah, it will be interesting. Can't wait. Again, the girls game coming up in Andover. 2.45 pregame, 3 o'clock tip-off from Andover right here on 96.7 KBBE. Me and Steve will be down there. Steve and I will be down there, and we will be covering it uh, just like we did with the boys game. Um, so, again, you can tune in and enjoy that. And uh, 
and maybe if you're a parent you can get down there and watch it as well because that will be the first game that you're able to do that yeah and uh, the one good thing about the ruling to me was i really felt bad for parents having to watch their kids on the screen and if something would have happened yeah. with an injury i mean that would be total freak out for a par- any parent so this is the one uh positive thing coming out of limited fans being allowed on that note we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more of the lunchtime sports sandwich after this on 96.7 kbbe hi my name is dr esther reddick a board certified mayo clinic trained ophthalmologist at 901 north main we provide the latest technology in eye care we have treatments for glaucoma macular degeneration diabetic retinopathy and more i also perform surgeries at the mcpherson center for health Visit me online or on Facebook and at estervreddig.com or call 245-0556. Your eyes, your health, our passion. Farmers Insurance Group and Agent Brad Forsberg are two names you can trust with all your insurance needs. Brad can help identify the insurance that best fits you. He prides himself on giving each and every one of his clients the individual attention they deserve. Give Brad a call today at 620-504-5133 or stop into his office at 1607 North Main in McPherson. Farmers Insurance Agent Brad Forsberg, ready to help you with all your insurance needs. When you walk into a People's Bank and Trust location, you'll be greeted with smiling faces. We can help you with just the right accounts for your everyday needs and help you with a personal or business loan. During this Christmas season, make sure you're one of the smiling faces in our community. A smile is a great gift to give. And if you can, remember to shop local. From all of us at People's Bank and Trust, Merry Christmas. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. McPherson Center for Health is pleased to announce that the Hess Fitness Center is once again accessible 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We've taken extra measures to make this space safe and enjoyable for you to get back to your fitness routine. For more information and special instructions prior to your visit, please go to www.mcphersonhospital.org or call 620-241-2251, extension 176. Is that you, McPherson? This is Julie with RC Heating and Cooling. Did you hear what I heard? It's the most wonderful time of the year, and here at RC, we want you to have a comfortable holly jolly Christmas. Whether you're wanting a cold white Christmas or wishing you were saying mele kliki maka, we hope you stay warm when it's cold outside. Call us at 620-241-2787. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad from RC Heating and Cooling. Well, the holidays are here, and so is a festive new Nextech wireless deal. Loyal customers and newbies alike, trade in your tired old device, get a new phone on us. Stuck somewhere else? No worries. We'll pay off your contract so you're free to switch and free to choose your new free phone. So visit the right people with the right deals and get the best phone on the best network. It's time for something different. Next Deck Wireless. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Next to Freddy's in McPherson. And 
welcome back to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage with Steve Sell again here as we obviously previewed and talked about the McPherson High basketball teams uh, coming up, uh, girls coming up on Saturday. But we do have other area basketball and other area sports going on as well. We've had a lot of games, a lot of area games going on. Uh, Steve, I know... It's hard to keep track at times because it just seems like once you once you go okay we got these scores it's scores just keep coming in games keep going on it's great but it's also a lot. Well, and it, it's also like these preseason tournaments. Uh, you look at the Mound Ridge preseason tournament. You know, normally everything's at Mound Ridge. Inman played their first game against Lions at Lions. So, you know, you don't want a bunch of teams at one site. And, of course, tonight, the greatest rivalry west of the Mississippi, uh, Mound Ridge and Inman uh, meet uh, in the Mound Ridge tournament. So uh, it doesn't matter if they're playing tiddlywinks or checkers or whatever, Mound Ridge, Inman. That's, it's good that the, fa- the parents get a go uh, starting tonight because that's the best rivalry we have in the county uh, by far. Uh, Mount Ridge Inman, uh, the Inman fans get on Vance. You know, I, I love that. Uh, Vance Unrath, the longtime Mount Ridge boys coach, they tell Vance to sit down, and <laughs> I always get a kick out of that. And, uh, and the, you know, normally, uh, if it had been non-COVID, I'd been there tonight, but, you know, I'm only going to games that I really have to be at. Yep. So, um, you know, if this were last year, I'd be down there tonight, and I'd be down there again Friday night because McPherson doesn't play on Friday Um uh, they have the open date. So, anyway, a lot of games uh, that have gone on. When you look at how the area teams have done so far, uh, the real surprise to me, the Illyria boys, uh, off to a 3-0 and start. They'll play Saturday. Uh, not sure yet who they'll play. I think there's a chance they'll play Little River in the finals of the Gossel tournament. Uh, Little River boys went from number nine to number one. Yep. That tells me they must have had a problem. <laughs> Uh, with their rating the first week because Little River was number nine. They're number one now. I think they got figured out. Little River has just been incredibly impressive so far. Heston boys ranked number one in 3A. They're doing their thing. They got a good win on Tuesday against St. Mary's. McPherson and Mound Ridge boys both one and one. Canton Galva one and two. Canton Galva still missing Tyson Struber because of an ankle injury. He's a walking double-double. So we'll see how things change when he gets back. Smoky Valley's only played once, and that game was on Tuesday, and they played without Coach Doug Schneider out due to COVID. So uh, Alan Meyer, I believe it was, had to fill in for him. And then Inman's 0-2. They have played two very quality opponents, but I know Coach Fraze uh, hasn't been – you know, he says it's taken us a while to adjust because our football season ran late. We didn't have any of our top guys – uh, for the first week of practice. So things are starting a little slow for them, but they'll be just fine. Then on the girls' side, the big surprise by far, mm-hmm. Smoky Valley Curls, Coach Lander Ver- Coach Larry Vandeweg, uh, his team off to a great start. Uh, they've got really good athletes. they got a freshman that's led them in scoring. Uh, you know, they've got those volleyball girls that, you know, got second in the state. They're good athletes. And uh, Ellie Brumbaugh has uh, is, is proven to be quite the three-point shooter so far. Inman girls have played two just defensive slugfest. They've given up 32 and 29 points. They're 2-0. and Little Rivers 1-0. McPherson 1-0. Elyria Christian girls, uh, they've picked up two wins since the season opening loss. Coach Fields has a really good player and a girl named Ryland Hawkinson had a 14-point, 16 rebound game uh, on Monday night. Mountain Ridge girls, I think they're going to be really good. They're 1-1. One 
Maryland. They got edged by Hillsborough the other night. Hillsborough, of course, a very good team. Heston girls, I think it's a bit of a rebuild for Coach Richardson. They're one and one so far, and then Canton Galva with a new coach, new system. Uh, lost a lot of players from last year. 0-3, uh, kind of trying to look and getting it going, and we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, if you're if you're tuned in to 96.7 KBBE and you like to get our sport reports or you go to our midkansasonline.com and you're looking for scores, I'll tell you this. We work, I know Steve works really hard to get those scores in and, and get those updates uh, as soon as possible. But if for some reason we're missing one or whatever, talk to your coach, have them contact us and make sure we can get it up there. Uh, sometimes they come in a little late. Sometimes you got traveling games. We try to keep up as quick as possible and we try to have those scores up there as fast well, as possible. Well, a lot of coaches now have taken to texting me the the uh, you know the copy of the score sheet from the box score that's fine it's a little hard to read sometimes if they don't get it absolutely in focus I really love the game reports that I get that have you know like the McPherson yeah uh, the McPherson I home games of course the you know the stat guys do a great job yeah uh, the Optimus Club stat guys we have every stat imaginable makes our job much much easier we've got I know Little River Illyria Mound Ridge Canton Galva, um, they send uh, like what we have for the McPherson games. Yep. Uh, I'm probably leaving some of the Smoky Valley does too. Uh, we get their stat sheet. Um, so the other ones, uh, we just get like Heston, I get the box scores. Uh, so uh, we try to get all the scores posted no later than 10 o'clock the next morning on Saturday and Wednesday. Uh, and actually, we'll have some. To maybe before yeah. uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow because there's not very many games. Mount Ridge, Inman, I think there's a couple other teams that might play tonight. I think Elyria, or I'm sorry, uh, Little River might play tonight. But uh, we try to get them up there as much as we can. Uh, box scores, uh, you know, uh, and scoring summaries, they've kind of become a thing of the past. Everybody goes to Twitter and, yep. and reads it off there, but I still do it the old-fashioned way uh, and and I've always done it that way, and I'm not going to change. I like that way. I think you give more insight that way. You learn more about the teams that way. So I like the way you do it, Steve, and we'll continue that on after you are long gone, even though you've been here forever. <laughs> after you long, we'll keep it going that way as well. And speaking of long gone, and not to say long gone, but history-wise, and thinking of uh, you also mentioned Little River there uh, earlier, Hall of Fame news coming out yesterday. Steve, take us through Little River coach Shane Cordell. Well, Shane Cordell is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, uh, he started coaching uh, the year after uh, I got here. I, I got here in 79. Shane started in 80. Uh, if anybody deserves to be in the Kansas High School Activity Association Hall of Fame, it's Shane Cordell. Uh, won three state football championships at Little River. They made seven state championship games. He won 204 games in a career that lasted 29 years. He was the first player coach in Kansas history to play for a state championship team, which he did uh, in the early 70s at Little River. And then he coached at his alma mater and he coached him to a state championship. And he was even more known uh, for being the girls basketball coach of some of the most incredible teams I've ever seen uh, Little River. They had a stretch of 91 straight wins back uh, in the late 1990s. Uh, one year, I believe it was in the 97 uh, Mid-America Classic Championship game, beat McPherson in the finals by 14. McPherson went on to dominate 
the Class 5A state tournament that year, won the 5A tournament handily, and yet Little River beat them by 14. Um, the court is named for Shane at Little River. You know, he served as a counselor at the school, so he was more than just a coach. You know, he, uh, you know, he was a he was a mentor to the kids. Uh, you know, shaped a, a lot of their lives, molded young minds, and uh, I couldn't think of a more deserving person to be in the Hall of Fame than Shane Cordell. If you go to midkansasonline.com, I wrote a column, my thoughts about Shane going in this year. Gary Musselman, who was the former director at Acacia, is another of those going in. Jackie Struckoff, who was uh, Jack, she's now Jackie Stedman, who was an incredible cross-country runner in high school. I think she won something like 14 state medals. Kim Tanall, great volleyball coach at, and uh, I believe basketball coach at uh, uh, Centralia. Uh, also are going in Van Rose. I really don't know anything about Van mm-hmm. Rose. I need to read the uh, thing about him, but I'm sure if he's going in the uh, Acacia Hall of Fame, uh, he's certainly deserving. You know, you, you talk about the Acacia Hall of Fame. Uh, there's going to be some McPherson people down the road yeah. uh, that are going to end up being in that Hall of Fame. Kurt Kinneman will definitely be in the Hall of Fame once you know his coaching career mm-hmm. is over. Uh, Kurt still, I believe, has the maybe one of the single season scoring records in high school basketball history. Not only was a, he's a great coach, but he was an incredible player at St. John High School. Averaged 30 points a game, I believe, in his career at St. John. And then, of course, he's won six state championships, won over 500 games as a coach. Uh, I think Chris Strathman's, uh, you know, just how long Chris coaches. Uh, but his record right now is amazing. I think he's, you know, he's got a chance. Uh, and, and, and Doug Kretzer, even though he hasn't won a state championship, he's a pioneer of girls wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it not for Doug Kretzer, we wouldn't have girls wrestling now. He is the guy that really got girls wrestling going. And, and he could actually be a candidate. Not only has he had – he's produced – tons of state champions including one each of the last four years but being the pioneer of the girls wrestling in kansas uh that that could uh definitely uh get him as a possibility scott schaefer uh was another girls basketball coach won four state championships at mcpherson high uh won 272 games lost 43 in his career uh he's coached other places uh i think he's probably over I'm guessing over 500 wins in his career. I think he's just wrapping up his final year. I think he's at William Christman in Missouri now. But uh, McPherson, uh, right now, I believe uh, Jay Frazier and Joe Rich are the only two uh, people with McPherson connections in the Acacia Hall of Fame right now. I'm just going to go back real quick to uh, Coach Cordell with Little River. And, you know, when I was reading this, I didn't know anything. I told you when I I came in the other day and I said, hey, Little River has a coach that's in the Hall of Fame. And you're like, oh, and then, you know, found out who it was and everything. And and I was looking at this. And when I read read the report on it, it blows me away because – it's two different sports. It's one like yeah. football and win- and and playing plus coaching and then basketball doing even more. It it, it just blows me away. Well, and at and this. the thing about Shane is, as great a coach as he was, he's an even better person. Anybody that knows Shane Cordell, uh, you know, it's instant respect. Uh, he did it the right way. Uh, I was always it was always interesting. Uh, Shane never wore a coat and tie when he coached. He always had a sweater. He had his big. Uh, 
set of keys on his keychain, uh, you know, there. And uh, I always, because, you know, he was, he had a lot, he wore a lot of different hats at Little yeah. River. I used to always go over uh, when I was at the newspaper, uh, I'd go do my pre-seed. We'd take a picture of the seniors and I'd walk in and Shane says, give me your notepad. He <laughs> says, you know the drill. I would shoot the picture instead of me getting the names. Shane had already have them written down. And uh, then, you know, we'd talk about his team and he'd always show me, Shane's a big bow and arrow guy. He probably practices you know uh, at times when he was out at the high school at, at little river so congratulations to shane and i can't say enough about him and again go to midkansasonline.com and uh, read my column on shane cordell you said it perfect steve on that note we'll take another break and we'll be back with more of the lunchtime sports sandwich after this on 96.7 kbbe hi friends this is dana sammer people often ask me if and when they can switch from one medicare supplement to another the answer is that you can switch at any time, but it must be approved by the underwriters of the new company. In other words, if your health is good, you may be a candidate to switch companies to save money, for instance. Call me, Dana Sammer, with the Alliance Agency at 245-4861, and we can discuss your Medicare needs today. Or stop by our office on the second floor of the Warren Place. Thank you. Whether you're reimagining your backyard or transforming a few acres into a field of dreams, let Prairie Land Partners show you how easy and affordable it is to own a John Deere. Go to prairielandpartners.com, click on the PLP Builder to build, price, and buy a compact utility tractor, mower, gator, or skid steer. Get started today at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution. Playing Santa isn't always easy, so why not this year give the gift that anyone will enjoy? Give Visa gift cards from Great Plains Federal Credit Union in McPherson. It's the gift that makes your job as Santa so much easier. Let the friendly and helpful elves at Great Plains Federal Credit Union make you a Santa Claus success. Stop by and get your Visa gift cards today. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, 720 North Main in McPherson. An equal housing lender, member NCUA. Janet's doing it, so is Fred. Bonnie's all over it. Same with Omar. Tim's been at it since February of last year. Corey started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Well, the doing part? Why, they're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. And they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? You ready to get at it and save? To start driving safe and saving in McPherson, call State Farm agent Galen Shields today. Discounts may vary. Not available in California, Massachusetts, New York, or Rhode Island. The season of holiday spirit is in the air, but make sure your holidays are accident-free. Your Board of Public Utilities reminds you to take a few safety precautions. Check indoor and outdoor lighting for the UL seal of approval. Make sure there are no frayed cords or broken sockets. Never use indoor lights for decorating outside your home. Keep lights away from the water source of your Christmas tree to avoid shock. Don't leave decorative lights on all night or when you're away from home. Your Board of Public Utilities wishes you and yours holiday safety as you celebrate Christmas. And 
and welcome back into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage with Steve Sell. As we have a little bit left in the show to go through, we got to talk some college and we got to talk some pro stuff. Chiefs obviously coming up. So first off, we'll get to the local college news. I know yesterday it was announced that McPherson College has a new cross-country coach, Steve. Yeah, uh, Chris Clevenger sounds like, uh, or Chad Clevenger, excuse me. Uh, he's going to be really good. He's been at Highland uh, Community College uh, for 11 years. Uh, they've been one of the best programs uh, in the uh, Jayhawk. Uh, he's had 252 national qualifiers, had a, had a national champion. Uh, his wife, also an accomplished cross-country coach in high school, Donovan West. They've had one of the best uh, – programs there so uh hopefully he'll bring some of those kids from donovan west and and highland with him that'd be a good start um when you look at his resume he just wanted to get up and look like to a little higher level Mm -hmm. and uh you know it only takes one or two really quality runners to turn a team around so i think he'll do real well now moving ahead to college basketball mac men had a game last night against kansas wesleyan a tight game 68 66 uh fall again in that one um was that the third one in a row on the road they they've lost uh the Bulldogs started 4-0, COVID hit, they missed a bunch of games. They have not been the same. They were without both their uh, starting guards and their uh, one of their first people off the bench. Uh, that's a lot of firepower not to have. They still almost beat Kansas Wesleyan. That was a 68-52 game with under uh, five minutes to go. The Bulldogs scored 14 in a row, had two three-pointers in the last 11 seconds that could have uh, put them ahead, and uh, neither one of them went down. Uh, and really, COVID has just wrecked this Bulldog team. I was so excited watching them play the yeah. first three games. They beat Avila, which is like 5-2 and two this year, by 30 uh, at the Sports Center. This team was firing on all cylinders. And then when COVID hit, it just ripped the heart and the guts right out of this team. Now they have to go to Oklahoma Wesley on Saturday. That's almost a given defeat, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they're not 100%. Oklahoma Wesley is the most talented team in the conference, even though right now Bethel's leading the conference. There's no doubt Oklahoma Wesleyan, to me, is the best team. Then you look at the MAC women. Uh, they're 6-1 and one on the season, yeah. but they haven't played for two weeks, yep. and they don't return to action. They're, they're in the midst of six games in a row being postponed. Uh, they've been in quarantine. Uh, they're going to play Ottawa on Monday. Um, that's a game, uh, you know, normally they would win. But the problem is they're only going to have a couple practices, you know, and Ottawa's been playing. So uh, the KCAC to me, I think they made a big mistake. When you look at the standings, you look at the Sterling College women, they've gotten 14 games in. St. Mary has St. Mary men have one game in. <laughs> Their women have two games in. Yeah. You've got some teams with 10, 11, 12 games in and others with one three and four. You can't have a conference, a true conference yeah. race that way. And it's just kind of like Mike Krzyzewski came out and said, are we really doing the right thing? We're just playing games. We're moving games around. Uh, If we see a date and both teams happen to be healthy, say, hey, the game we were supposed to play in February, we're going to play it now because we're actually healthy now. So it does really make you wonder, you know, there's no school for these kids. They're just on campus, you know, just to play basketball. The school's been out since the 24th of November. I think if the KCAC had to do it over again, more than, I'd say like 70% of the games have been 
canceled or postponed. I think if the KCAC had to do it all over again, they would have waited until January to play. Yeah, the Central Christian uh, men and women don't play again until January. So it's just a like we've we've talked about all season long and all year long. It's a fluid situation. When we say the team's scheduled, that's what they're on the schedule for that time. But doesn't mean those games and are actually going to happen. And the Central women are going to go two months almost between yep. playing games. They played a game on November 7th and will not play another game till January 2nd. So this is 2020 has just been an absolute disaster. It's going to go down in the world is the worst year in the history of the world. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just been a horrible year. Can't wait to get 2020 over. Hopefully the vaccine uh, will take and we'll be able to get back to some sense of normalcy. Now looking to the NFL. One thing I did want to say to Casey and Chuck, Pittsburgh loses to the Washington football team. They don't even have a name for their team and still loses their first game of the year, 23-17 on Monday, giving the Steelers their first loss of the season. They are still the number one seed as as of now in the AFC as they currently hold the tiebreaker over Kansas City based on win percentage in conference games because Washington obviously playing for the NFC. Well, you look at the remaining schedule, and it favors Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs have a couple really tough games, but Pittsburgh plays three of four on the road, and they play, I believe it's at Buffalo uh, on Monday night or Sunday, either Sunday or Monday. It's a night game, I know. I watched that Pittsburgh-Washington game. Pittsburgh has no running game. Mm-hmm. Well, all it is is Ben Roethlisberger throwing five yards out, occasionally taking a shot down the field. The only reason Pittsburgh has the same record as Kansas City is because their defense is just tremendous. But right now, I think if you ask anybody, Kansas City is probably a better football team than Pittsburgh. I'm sorry to say that to Chuck and Casey, but they do get James Conner back this week. That's going to make a huge difference because, you know, he's their number one running back. That will help them. That will help them. But we've got, uh, you know, the Chiefs. You know, they're 11-1, and one, but gosh, it just seems like they yeah. haven't – it doesn't seem like they have really hit their peak yet. That's what I was, that's uh, what I was thinking. It's defensively, just... they haven't been very good. You say, well, God, they're not allowing a lot of points. Well, the one thing is they're not getting off the field. They're allowing teams to have a lot of four- and five-minute play drives, and if that happens, Patrick Mahomes isn't on the field. When he's on the field, he's doing a lot of damage. But, uh, again, the offensive line for the Chiefs, you just hope at some point Mitchell Schwartz can get back. He hasn't played since week four. Uh, They have been beat up in the offensive line. Of course, no uh, Duvarnay Tardif this year. He opted out. It would have really helped having him back. Maybe the year off will really help him. He'll be 100% healthy next year. But uh, right now, you still got – I think if you ask anybody, the Chiefs are probably the team to beat in the AFC. And then right now, I think you got to look at Green Bay. They're, I think Green Bay, even though New Orleans has the best record, Green Bay is playing lights out. One thing I'll say about Green Bay, since I'm a Vikings fan, the Vikings beat them down in Lambeau, so I will never consider them favorites. Either way, <laughs> um, again, Chiefs take on Miami. This Sunday is going down at noon. Pre-game will be on 1540 KNGL at 11 o'clock. Then kickoff, switch over to 96.7 KBBE for that one. Um, I'll say one thing about the Chiefs that I wanted to say is, you mentioned it, they just don't seem like they're that team that's dominating. But at the same time, if you leave, if there's eight eight or less points on the on the scoreboard, the Chiefs are trailing, and you give Patrick Mahomes 10 seconds or, or more, he's going to win the game. 
Absolutely. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And then college football wraps up, and I know you want to talk a little I'll bit about college that. football. Well, one thing I'll get to first, tonight's game, obviously, New England at Los Angeles, uh, the Rams in that one. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 53. Big game. I think the Rams will take that with ease. But I do too. I just, at the same time, I never really – it's hard to go against Bill Belichick. So Yeah, but you it's never on know. the road, and, and uh, Patriots are coming off a really tremendous game. And generally, if you have a game like that, you kind of – have a clunker the next game. Yeah, it will be interesting. Either way, it is, like you did mention, time for Nathan's Complaint of the Week. And my complaint of the week is more about everybody else complaining right now as I'm trying to do some stuff behind the scenes. Either way, Ohio State and the Big Ten. Ohio State, a big controversy. The Big Ten changed the rules. At the beginning of the season, they said six games to get into the conference championship game. Michigan, the arch rival to Ohio State, pulled out of the game. And so now it leaves Ohio State without those six games because they lost a game against Illinois and they had to pull out a game, I think, three or weeks or four weeks ago. I can't remember. Either way, they're short. The Big Ten made the change, allows them into the conference championship game. Here's the thing, and this is the easiest thing to say. If you think Ohio State isn't the big, the best team in the Big Ten, you're wrong. By far, <laughs> they beat they beat Indiana. I'd say Indiana, which is surprising, is the close second. Right. They beat them head up, so they're, they, they are the better team. And that's why you have the championship, obviously, to have these teams go against each other. It'll be Northwestern versus Ohio State. But my thing is, if you didn't put them in that game, and they're not allowed – is a college football play – you're making the committee decide if they should be in there. And – I'm just going to say this. I don't think anybody would would rather have, and maybe a big or devote a, a really crazy Big 12 fan, but I don't think anybody would take a two-loss Iowa State or Oklahoma team over an undefeated Ohio State team, no, ma- no matter how many games they play. I really think the committee would have done something unprecedented. Yeah. If Ohio State hadn't played in the – Big Ten championship game. I still think the committee would have put them in because it's the eyeball test, and we have seen it all year. Yes. That the, the top four teams are head and shoulders yes. above everybody else. It's not even close. I mean, you got Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama, and Ohio State. They have been so much better than everybody else this year. It's been a really strange year for college football. So many cancellations. Again, there will probably be a little bit of an asterisk after whoever wins the national championship. I don't think it's going to matter uh, what four teams, you know, those four teams getting in. Alabama is going to win it all, and this year it's not going to be close. I disagree, and I will say Clemson will win it all. No way this year. Trevor Lawrence, I think, will get it done. Either way, uh, I was going to get to this day in sports, but we're running out of time. I did want to say one thing. Happy birthday to Joe Burrow, who got injured, the number one pick for the Cincinnati Bagels. One thing I didn't know about him, and I'm from Iowa, he's from Ames, Iowa. I had no idea until I looked that up. So, Well, he was having birth- a great rookie year until he got hurt. He was going to be rookie of the year without question. Yep. And uh, – he went down with a knee injury. Really tough guy, but I think Cincinnati made by far the very smart move to take him with their number one pick. Either way, happy birthday to him, but that's going to do it for this Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. Again, thank you for tuning in. You can tune us in on Saturday for the High School Coaches Show coming up at 8 o'clock in the morning as we'll have recaps of area games, and we'll preview that Bullpup girls basketball game at Andover with that one tipping off at 3 o'clock pregame, 245, right here on 96.7 KBBE. But until then, you can catch me on the Flippity Flip. That's going to do it for this week's version of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. 
I hope you all enjoyed your lunch with a side of sports courtesy of myself and Steve Sell. Until next week, go Bulldogs. Go Bullpups. Go Wildcats. Go Jayhawks. Go Royals. And go Chiefs.